Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Why, hello everyone. It's Monday again, and we're almost halfway through the year. How is that possible? But anyway, while 2020 has thrown us with the plague and a pandemic, and we've had protests, and, and it's a wild time, but I really appreciate all of you who are still tuning in, still looking for books. We sure need a good escape right now, right? And today I'm super excited because my friend Nina has a new cowboy book out, which will be the perfect escape for you right now. So um, (laughs) if you've never read Nina before, she is the bomb. She writes some contemporary romances that will make your toes curl. And uh, so I can't wait for you to meet her. And if you haven't read her before, I'm going to read her little bio here and we'll be off. So Nina lives in Florida, where she indulges in her favorite passions, the beach, a good glass of wine, and date night with her own real-life hero and dancing. Her lifelong addiction to romance began in her teens while on a borrowing spree in her older sister's bedroom, where she discovered her first romance novel. How many of us did that, right? So (laughs) let Nina's sensual contemporary stories and steamy paranormal tales feed your own addiction for love, romance, and happily ever after. And I did put a link to Nina's website. It's right there on the blog talk site. So if you're listening live, click that anytime. You can join her newsletter there, see the new books that are out, and her social media links are on there too. So without any further delay, Nina, you there? Yes. Hey, Lisa. Hey, so good to talk to you again. We're on opposite sides of the country, but we've been lucky to meet back in the olden days when we were allowed to go to writers' conferences, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Actually, I just came across a photo in my feed when we were at RT and, you know, you you were with the head of our our agency. We were with Lori. Uh, So Mm -hmm. it was just really good to look back at that photo and just kind of reminisce and remember like you said, the good old right? days. <laughs> yeah. When that came up in my, in my memories, too, on Facebook, I saw that, and I was like, oh, the pre-plague days when we could go places. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, have share dinner, share dessert, you know, all those good things. Right. Yeah. Someday. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. So your new book is called The Cowboy's Claim, and can you tell everybody why they should run Grab It this week? Oh, wow. I mean, if, if you enjoy um, a little bit of opposites to tract, there's a little bit of enemies to lovers in this as well, some family legacy drama, and just a, a whole lot of fun as we explore Tristan, who's a cowboy intent on reclaiming his legacy after being written out of his father's will. And uh, it hasn't been easy for him because some family members have questioned his loyalty. So he's gotten a few loyalty tests on the way. And so he's a little frustrated about that. And in the midst of this, the responsibility of taking care of Chloe, who's an actress that's at the family's um, horse stable, because that's what the the legacy is about, the the family's horse stable. Um, She's there to research a part for a movie. But she's uh, she's got a little, you could say, phobia about horses. <laughs> and so, when sparks happen when these two are are thrown together, 
And so the question is, you know, will this unlikely pair uh, discover that what's between them is, is anything but an act? And so that's uh, the journey that we get to go on with these two characters. I love it. And this is going to be a series, right, The Tilbridge Stables? Yeah, absolutely, because it, it features uh, Tristan along with his two cousins who are sisters. And they actually inherited the stable from their parents. And so they're really in a place of transformation as they're building their own families and keeping this stable um, in the family. And, and it's a really... Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, and, and I was excited to write it. Um, you know, it does feature an African-American family, and, and we don't see a whole lot of African-American cowgirls and, and cowboys um, in romance stories. So I was excited to be able to feature them in this series. Yeah, and, it, you know, I um, I grew up on a horse ranch. I don't know if you knew that, but um, I my stepfather was a horse trainer, and so we had Morgan horses. But I love that you put an African-American family on a horse ranch because so many people don't know, but when all these protests happened, I don't know if you caught it, but did you see the, the, riding, the riders um, in Houston? Yeah, somebody actually there was, sent me that photo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's all African American horseback riders in Houston and yeah. they were all um at the protests and it was so cool because people don't think about it, but <laughs> you know, yeah, everybody loves horses. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. And you know, with this series itself, it was kind of interesting um how it came about. I was in Maryland at the time and had come across an article about a group called the Cowgirls of Color. Actually, they were in this um, beautiful spread in, in a magazine, and it caught my attention, and I thought, wow, you know, that's kind of cool. And then a few weeks later, my agent had been in conversation with an editor, you know, talking about, well, you know, what would they like to see? What are some of the story ideas that they had in mind? And she pulled up the same article and handed it to my agent and said, hey, I would really like to see something about cowgirls of color. Do you think Nina would be interested in writing something like that? So it just felt like it was meant to be that I had come across this article and then to have it brought back to me in terms of a possible story idea. And just being able to, to get into the research, um, you know, was, was a wonderful thing. And then as a side note, which shocked my agent, um, for a long time, uh, a few years ago, I used to follow the Professional Bull Riders Association. So when we were talking about heroes and the subject of bull riders came up, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I, I have a, a whole collection of bull rider trading cards. And, uh, you know, my agent, <laughs> of course, did not believe that at all. I actually had to send her the picture of the book with, you know, that has probably, oh, I, I, I'm afraid to say how many uh, trading cards are in that, in that book. I, so that um, is so funny. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that there were bull riding trading cards. What? Yeah, it was. I want. When did they come out? Uh, I want to say like five years ago. The PBR had trading cards for all of their bull riders, as well as 
you know, some of the veteran bull riders. And they even featured some of the bulls because, you know, they, they have some, uh, you know, they, they look at them in, in, in terms of, I guess you could say, great respect for them. You have to because these are very large animals. And so, um, yeah, they, they had these, and I, I can't even tell you why I started collecting them. Well, that's not true. The Brazilian bull riding team. <laughs> oh. Um, collecting those cards. And, yeah, it just became a, a little bit of a, a thing, and I ended up with like a 100 of them probably. Wow, I I just I had no idea there were bull riding cards. I think that's well, fantastic that you. Them. Yeah, <laughs> they retired them, so somebody said, "Well, now you probably have collector's items." So we'll see. Yeah, there you go. Hold on to those eBay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I wanted to ask because you've had other didn't your other temporary series have a cowboy in it too i remember a cowboy on the cover well sort of he was um, a dancer in a male review show and one of his characters was a cowboy so okay so there was a cowboy hat on the cover (laughs) yeah so technically i have written two books about cowboys but one features riding a cowboy and one actually riding horses so there's a difference. <laughs> okay, that might be my favorite I line. <laughs> from this I show. Resist. I'm... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so I've got to ask have you ever ridden a horse? Oh Been on a goodness. horse I on a horse farm? I not to my knowledge, but I'm sure someone is going to come up with a picture like of me at five years old on a horse or something. Because I grew up in the <laughs> Southwest. So I grew up around horses. I had friends who had horses. I was around horses. You know, of course, you know, in parades and things, I've certainly marched behind my fair share of horses. Um, right. But as far as actually remember being on one, I don't. So in that respect, I, I probably identify a little bit. Um, with Chloe, because I just, you know, my experience of being around them, even as an adult, it's like, oh, my goodness, they're beautiful, but they're, they're so big, you know, it's like, they are very big. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, so it's a little intimidating. So I I have not been on a horse, which was why, uh, as when I was working through um, the scene about riding a horse, I reached out to you because right. I happened to see something in your feed with you and, you know, in horses. And I was like, ah, you know, let me talk to someone because, you know, you can read it all day long and you can watch videos on YouTube and et cetera and so forth. But, yeah, you know, being able to talk to someone who's actually been on a horse and can explain to you some things that happen and feelings, like you were talking about the full body shake thing with the horse. And I was, yes, I was like, the oh full body shake. If, yeah. <laughs> if that happened to me, I would die. I, I would die. I, I would not. No, absolutely not. So, you know, just those little things I would not know. And so, you know, right. being able to talk to you was very helpful and, and enlightening. 
Right. Well, and I, it's so true. I, I completely get it because I am writing a book right now where the hero is a pilot. He has his own small plane. And there's yeah. only so much I can find out on Google, you know, and watching people fly on, on YouTube. And my dad has a small airplane. So I called him and he was so excited. I'm like, give me lingo. What does it sound like when you're, when you're landing and you're talking to the tower and he's telling me these things? I'm like, oh, my God. That's good. But these are all things mm-hmm. as a writer, if you haven't done it before, you, you need to talk to someone because you're right. There's only so many things you can get off Google. And I'm pretty sure a full body shake of your horse isn't on there. <laughs> no, it, it, it was not there. It was not there at all. But, um, you know, you're, but you're right. You know, I, I think sometimes people don't realize the research that does go into romance. You know, in terms of mm-hmm. our, our characters and, and, you know, where they live and, and what they do. I mean, in, in fact, tomorrow in, in research, dealing with research for my next book that's in the Breakup Bash series, the one with, with uh, writing the cowboy. <laughs> writing the cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the third book involves a DJ. <laughs> Holy <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm too immature for this. (laughs) That's okay. Well, I brought it up, so that tells you kind of where my mind lands every now and then. Um, But the third book in the breakup match. We need to laugh. We do. We do. Um, And so tomorrow, I'm actually going to interview a DJ that I ran into online who, who had a really cool podcast and I reached out to him and we kept missing, missing each other with our emails, but we finally connected. And so we're going to talk tomorrow and depending on how our talk uh, goes, he may publish that on his podcast. So, you know, as, as we get to talk about, yeah, you know, as we're talking about the life of, of a DJ, you know, people just see the part about, standing behind the decks and, and playing music, but um, there's, there's a whole life there. And so I'm curious to hear what he has to say so far as I've shared my notes with him. He, he says that I'm on point, but just being able to get that little bit of, of flavor, if you will, in regards to yeah, the, the lingo, like I did with you, yeah, you know, with riding yeah. horse, like you said, with your father, you know, learning about, right. you know, flying an aircraft. So it really right. is neat to to have these people who are willing to to talk to us. And so, yeah, like I really appreciated you taking the time to to read it and, and give me that feedback. Yeah, and it was super good, you guys. So everyone needs to go get the book. I only got to read that one scene, but it was very good. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. And and I think it's cool um, when we do get to interview people. Of course, it doesn't happen every time, but we try really hard. And I think that mm-hmm. especially in romance as a genre, the hero and the heroine have to make this hero's journey and, and grow and become somebody new by the end. I think it's really important whatever job we give them that that it's real um, and it makes such a huge difference. And I, I wrote one book where I had a fire um, 
he, he was worked for the fire department and I have a friend whose husband is a retired fire captain. And I had already written like four chapters of the book before we finally got to talk and told him about my big fire scene. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you got to get rid of that. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh. And I had to rewrite the whole beginning of the book because he's like, that would never happen. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, what? But it turned out it made the book much better because I had to have an arsonist because he said there's no way this would have burned down because they have fire sprinklers. And oh. I was like, oh, no. And so I had yeah. to have an arsonist so they would turn off the fire sprinklers then set it on fire and he said and then they would know mm. because the sprinklers are off and I was like oh mm-hmm. so it made it lot better and and so I wonder if when you talk to the CJ you're going to get something and go oh my gosh this is how this has to happen has that ever happened to you mm-hmm. before actually it did with with this the Tilbridge series with the Cowboys claim or actually the second book in the Cowboys claim um, it also involved as we know, the actress, but also Hollywood and, and making a movie. And so I was lucky enough to be connected with someone who, who's absolutely wonderful um, by the name of Nadine, who um, is an actress. She's been a producer. She's been a director. She'd even done a little bit of stunt work and <laughs> modeling. Wow. And so, yeah, so, so she was like the, the total package. And so being able to talk to her about making movies and, and what's involved was important because in book two, I had set up um, a certain premise that involved the stuntman, the hero. And so being able to determine, well, how – are these two um, going to get together, you know, the stuntman and the heroine, um, who's Tristan's cousin. Her name is Rena, and the stuntman's name is Scott. And so, you know, being able to determine, well, how are Rena and Scott going to come together in the midst of making this, this movie? And so my original premise of how that was going to happen, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, um, was a little <laughs> off. And so what was really cool in being able to talk to her is that she was able to, to give me real live examples of things <laughs> in, in terms of, uh, you know, actors or, or actresses, no big secrets, things that, you know, are, are out, but just being able to hear it was just like, oh, really? Yeah. And, and being able to put two and two together when, you know, we're thinking of programs or movies or those sorts of things. Um, so definitely, I've had that experience of when my mind was going one way, and, and then and you realize, able to say, shoot, yeah, no, 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 you, no, that's to, not how that works. To make some, <laughs> yeah, you have to make some some adjustments, and and like you said, that lingo part, just being able to to hear her say some things. I, I was taking notes furiously, you know, just in in terms of the way that she described things and the language she used because. You know, it was a totally, right. you know, professions have their language, so to speak. Um, so hopefully they really do. I, I have. Yeah. So, you know, my hope is that I have, I have done book two justice. Um, you know, it's called Her Sweet Temptation. So hopefully I've done Her Sweet Temptation justice when it comes to the movie making part. <laughs> 
Right, right. And it, does the um, the Cowboys claim, does it take place in Texas? Are they Texas Cowboys or is it somewhere else? Well, that was the, the other interesting thing is we were looking at um, doing something a, a little different with the book, not only with the cowgirls and, and cowboys, but also the location. Because as I mentioned, you know, the cow, or I didn't mention, the cowgirls of color are actually based in Maryland. And so oh. people don't always think of, you know, that culture being on the East Coast or, you know, in different parts of the country other than the West. But it is, you know, it, it's alive, it's, it's, it's thriving. I mean, in fact, I, I have a funny story. As I said, I lived in Maryland um, in an area that is uh, called National Harbor, which is kind of mainly a little tourist area. But one day my husband comes home from work and he said, hey, I know that you wanted to talk to somebody about horses. And there's a, there's a couple, a man and a woman, riding horses through National Harbor right now. <laughs> and I was like, seriously? No, no. And so I hurry up and I get dressed, you know, because I'm in writer mode. I'm like, you know, in my sweats and my T-shirt and, you know, no makeup, right. the whole, you know, look. <laughs> so I had to make myself presentable and go down, you know, like five floors of my apartment to run out into this area looking for um, this couple on a horse. And so I literally walked for blocks trying to find them, <laughs> looking for clues, looking for signs. Looking for horses. You know, horses kind of leave some clues. So I'm running around this place looking for clues. And, and I came back to my husband. I'm like, no, I'm, you, you are not telling me the truth. There is not a couple around here with horses. He's like, yes, I would not do this to you. I promise you there was a couple <laughs> riding horses. I never found them. But, uh, yeah, it, that's definitely – how much I was into it. But yes, to answer your question, um, very much uh, alive and well as a culture. And and, and in fact, while I was there, um, the Bill Pickett um, Invitational was there. And and the Bill Pickett Invitational is actually um, an event that features African-American cowgirls and cowboys. Um, wow. And so, yeah, so they came to the DMV or the D.C. area, and unfortunately, um, I was not able to go, and, and that was something that I wanted to, um, or had on my, uh, I guess you could say schedule, so to speak, for this year, but didn't get a chance to do it. Yeah, it's the Bill Pickett Invitational Rodeo. I want to make sure that I get it um, correct. But, yeah, it, it features cowboys and cowgirls of color, you know, honoring them, celebrating them. And, um, and it's in Maryland? Well, it's not in Maryland. It, it, the, the Invitational or the, the rodeo schedule itself takes place or would have taken place in different areas throughout the country so they were oh in it travels the, okay yeah yeah uh and so like I said I, I missed it unfortunately uh, now of course I wish I would have made time to do it um but if it yeah does, you didn't know we were going to be locked track. down <laughs> yeah I know it, it just did none know. of us knew the plague <laughs> was coming <laughs> yeah if only I knew 
But, yeah, so they did have to change their plans. They were going to be in Memphis and in Tennessee and Oakland, California, Los Angeles, Atlanta, and, and then the DMV. So next time, next wow. year maybe. Next time. That's right, next year. Yeah. By then we'll have a vaccine. Yeah. We'll be cool. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what's next for you? Wow. Um, I have a few things on deck. Um I am finishing up the third book in the Tilbridge series. Um, I'm currently working on the third book in the Breakup Bash series, which is with Entangled Publishing. So the Tilbridge series is with Harlequin. Um, The Cowboys Claim was actually my debut book with them, so that was pretty exciting, my first Harlequin. Yeah. Because those books that I was sneaking around to read in my sister's bedroom were Harlequin. So it's kind of nice to have that. But to answer your question, yeah. uh, the third book in the Tilbridge series, the third book in the Breakup Bath series, The Last Rule of Makeups, which involves the DJ. And then I was invited to write as part of the Fortunes of Texas series for Harlequin. It's a continuity series that's been going oh, on for quite a while. So different, uh, different um, authors are able to contribute to this mass storyline, if you will, about this family, the fortunes. So um, I'm working on that book as well. So pretty busy schedule. Wow, well, trying to come you. Up with new ideas. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So yeah, happy for you. Good. So when you're when you're busy with all these different projects, are you more of a plotter or a pantser? How does it work for you? Uh, I am a pantser who is learning to be a plotter. Um, I've I've had to oh, become more of a plotter is. with all of. <laughs> well, you know, we're I know Harlequin makes you plotter. makes you do that. Yes. Well, well, just in actually, my accountability partner does because she's she's a huge plotter. She doesn't make me, but we've been together for <laughs> quite a few years now, and she has always, you know talk about the benefits of plotting things out and, and more so now than ever uh, being able to have a, a little bit of a, a clear path so that uh, I'm staying on task and, and meeting deadlines as I should, particularly because it's not just writing the book, but as you know, we have to make time to, uh, you know, promote the book as well. And you, you right. have to make time for your, you know, creating your next project. So it's a continuous cycle that um, requires focus. And it can become, um, it can become a lot. And, and, I mean, if I do have to be honest, the end of last year, because I wasn't quite scheduling things as I should, um, I ended up getting sick. And so it was my wake-up call to make sure that I was taking care of myself and, and scheduling things properly and getting rest and exercise and all of the things that I should. So that's also right. part of the reason that I'm becoming more of um, a, a scheduler on all fronts because sometimes as authors, you know, we're sitting around and, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier to not get up and it's a lot easier to grab the, you know, the donuts and, you know, the, the snacky mm-hmm. things and live on caffeine and, and not take care of ourselves. And when it comes to the longevity right. of career, you got to take care of yourself. It's just a practical thing to do. And you feel yeah, good. Yeah, it's too. really hard to write if you're, it's really hard to write if you're dead, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to get that out there. (laughs) Yeah, I can't meet that deadline if I'm six feet under. So (laughs) self-care is important. (laughs) Yes, yes. Make it a priority. So so who inspires you? Do you you read certain authors to go, oh, my God, and then it makes you want to write? Um, I don't know that it, it, well, no, that's not true. Definitely. You know, when you read something that just really draws you in and and catches your attention, then it definitely um, motivates you. And so um, I haven't been able to get a, a whole lot of as much reading as I would like to. So I'm kind of playing catch up right now. Mm-hmm. And so one of the books that I was able to grab that's been on my shelf forever, have you heard of the Alice Network by um, no. Kate Quinn? Um, the Alice Network was actually kind of interesting. I went to relax. I, I sometimes go away from romance a little bit. And so the Alice Network actually kind of functions on two timelines. And let's see if I could just kind of, tell you briefly, but it has a 1947 and a 1950 timeline, and the two characters, they, what's happening in their lives um, connect in a very interesting way because it involves women spies during, um, you know, World War I and World War II, basically. So wow. it, yeah, and so there was something called the Alice Network with this group of women spies who were getting information and, and bringing it back um, so that the war could be won. So that was one book that I was reading that, um, you know, was definitely away from romance. Um, I, I'm excited about The Queen Move by, or Queen Move by Kennedy Ryan. Um, I have mm-hmm. that on my Kindle now, and, and I'm excited to read about it as, as I've heard some really wonderful things, um, you know, about that book. And Kennedy Ryan just writes fabulous stories. Um, and, and, yeah, I could go on forever. I, my, my Kindle right now or my, my iPad actually right now is just bursting <laughs> with so many stories. Um, you know, right. I'm going, I've had an opportunity to, to go to different um, um, places to talk about the book online and one of the questions I asked like oh what are you reading and so mm-hmm. when I heard some of the books that people were reading it's like oh I gotta get that oh I gotta get that you right get that too yeah <laughs> I can totally so, relate yeah yeah so well, sadly you know, definitely... we're 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 running out of time and I don't want her to hang up on you uh-huh. so um before we before we go um can you tell us where readers can get in touch with you where do you connect with all your readers um you can find me on Instagram a, a lot of the time that's the main place that you'll find me Facebook would be the second and then of course my newsletter is an excellent way to keep up on where I am and what I'm doing and you can find out all the oh. connections for my social media on my website Perfect. And I put a link to her website right there on the Block Talk site. So please check out Nina. And thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. Thanks for joining us on Booklines. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.